Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. University Athletics. Every sport you find exciting. Crusader Talk. Crusader Talk. Come on. This is Crusader Talk. Crusader Talk. We're covering everything William Carey University Athletics. From the field to the court and the diamond. On Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. Welcome in to another edition of Crusader Talk. It is Monday, October 23rd as we record and broadcast to you live on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and online at supertalkhattiesburg.com. I'm Caleb Hamill. He's Josh West. Will Tony's controlling the board for us. And I know you've heard mine and Josh's voices for a long while, and some of you have actually reached out and said, hey, uh, whatever happened to Ben Milam? Don't worry, we didn't fire him. We didn't... We didn't Throw him to the wolves or anything. He's not officially. <laughs> we, we didn't officially fire him, no. Well, because you asked, we said we'll deliver. And joining us now to start off the show is the longtime member of the Crusader Talk family and William Carey family, for that matter, Ben Milam on the phone joining us. Hey, Ben, how you been? Hey, gentlemen. I'm real good, man. This is a little bit of a different spot than I'm used to, to being. I've been Crusader's. Crusader Talks had a long, long string of great guests. I'm afraid it ends tonight. Right here. But, hey, I'm glad to be here, fellas. Glad to be here. Well, you know, Ben, we could jump in all kinds of different directions, but coming out of a, a long couple seasons you spent with doing play-by-play for William Carey and then uh, the starting of Crusader Talk, finish off on a high note uh, competition-wise with the trip to the World Series. And where are you now? Well, presently, I am in Boca Raton, Florida, way down yonder, uh, almost to Miami, and I'm just doing a little bit of sports writing, some marketing and sales writing stuff, and um, kind of kind of uh, in a, a little bit of a transitionary period, a little bit, working on a, a few other things that, you know, I'll, I'll hear about in these coming months, um, but yeah, that's, that's where I've been. It's... Um, it could be a long-term thing, could not be a long-term thing. I, I kind of have no idea, but I originally came down here uh, to work for a collegiate baseball league. It's called a, a South Florida Collegiate Baseball League, and had a great experience, was able to come back down here uh, the previous summer, so I've been down here the last two summers, and it's it's been a, a good landing spot uh, for the time being uh, at, the, at the moment. So um, no broadcasting right now, but would love to – you know, um, move that direction again sometime, uh, hopefully soon. But we'll just see what the Lord has for me. Right now, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, it, it hurts to say I'm down here in sunny and 75 degree weather uh, with all the palm trees around me. It's it's a tough business being down here, but I'm having a good time. Hey, Ben, it's Josh. How are you, my friend? Josh, I'm I'm well, man, and better now that I hear your voice. Man, look, I I, I tell her, you, so you're a part of the story of you know me being here, and so when people are trying, so my wife can't keep up with where I am on any given day. <laughs> like today, I drove 526 miles up to North Mississippi. I left at 4 a.m. and here I am back from selling yeah. uniforms, and now we're doing Crusader talk. But um, so you're you sound rested, first of all, and have you found <laughs> have you found the Shake Shack? in 
Boca Raton? I have. Uh, there are several, yes, and I, I've located it, and I have. Uh, I've been a patron. We'll say it that way. Yeah, Boca is one of the best road trips that we ever had in a previous life of, of collegiate basketball, going down there and taking it all in. So you and the Snowbirds, um, what do you have to fight <laughs> yeah. the Snowbirds for access to down there in Boca Raton? Well, you know, it's interesting. Is that, Like I mentioned, I've, I've been down here for the length of the summer, the last two summers. And so I had never been down here. I'd never really been around the Snowbird crowd. Um, and they're just now starting to – filter back down here traffic's kind of getting a little more stacked up you're starting to see a few more uh you know uh really nice cars some rolls royces uh, that you haven't seen during the summer and so um it's a little bit of a different experience it's a really unique place that you know I, i've never really been down to this kind of place before it's just this really interesting mix because of that snowbird element of you know, you obviously have a lot of Northeast people, but, you know, you've been around plenty of California people, and you've obviously got the Latino um, element and uh, the island people all, all around. So it's this really interesting mesh of, of cultures and kinds of people. Um, and so, I'm man, I'm loving it. It's a really, really, really cool spot. Yeah. Talking to Ben Milam, longtime voice of the Crusaders and uh, former member, and still a member of the Crusader Talk family. You never really leave the family; you're always a member of it. That's but right. uh, Ben, you know, talking about the Snowbirds, I guess they're beginning their migration right there. Uh, yeah. Obviously, that that's a, a change of pace for you. But uh, there's a lot of things that could be a similar pace for you. There's a lot of college athletics down there in Boca Raton as well. Have you been able to take in any of that while you've been down there? Not not this go around. I have uh, the last two summers. Of course, there there are plenty of professional sports around here. You, uh, they have a. I don't know if it qualifies as a high speed rail uh, in Boca, but they've got a pretty efficient train system. You can hop on the train and head down to Miami. And of course, FAU is here. FIU not too far. Um, and the baseball league I mentioned that I was a part of the South Florida Collegiate Baseball League. It's it was sort of trending upwards and i was kind of at the beginning of it it's really exploded and it's it's one of the best collegiate baseball leagues uh, by a number of of different outlets it's been named as such um and so there you know this is this is obviously a a hotbed for all kinds of different sports talent but especially baseball i mean you you go up the road an hour hour and a half to jupiter that's where spring training is and where all kinds of even professional athletes call home, and so you know, obviously their their kids got some talent in them, and uh, you know, it's just kind of compounding. It's uh, it's a heck of a place to be in terms of sports. Now, even though you're so far away from us now, down there in Boca Raton, Florida, you've still been keeping track of all things William Carey athletics. What surprised oh, yeah. you so far this year? You know, in terms of. Surprises? I'm not sure there really have been. Maybe what's caught your eye? Uh, not Coach, surprises. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, well, you know, I, I think um, Coach Farrell and Coach Owens, what they do every year, I think that it just kind of has to catch your eye uh, every single year, and that's why I'm, it's certainly not a surprise uh, to see the the ladies back at at the, the very top of the rankings and. And the men uh, doing what they have done this year, uh, being at the top of the standings again. I mean, it was it was exactly the same scenario 
uh, last year in that last regular season game against Mobile for the men came down. Uh, that last game was what decided that conference championship. And you came up a little bit short in 2022. Um, and so those, I mean, those programs, obviously they are right back to where they, they always are. And the expectation is, is they're going to push uh, the both going to push for a national championship, which is, is always, again, the expectation. And I really feel like both of them have a legitimate shot, obviously watching it from a different perspective. And I don't quite have my, my finger uh, as close to the pulse as I've had it the last two years, but watching the streams and talking to you guys and talking to Clayton, uh, it, I think it's going to be a really special run. And then you take the other sports that are going on. Uh, there's been a lot of success there, too. Volleyball uh, really exciting i think transition period uh for them they're gonna get back to the point where coach weldon had them um and you know carry on build on that foundation of success that she set uh, man it's it remains an exciting time to be a, a william carey crusader caleb uh ben i know aside from the games you know you get away from it a little bit and you get the batteries recharged and and you reminisce on on all the great moments in those games and and, and exciting memories yeah. but then you also uh you get a little bit further away and then you go man some of those mundane things that you just have to to grind through the course of a season you start missing those what's the thing you miss uh, about just mm. the day-to-day of, of being a part of it like you were yeah, man, y'all are going to make me get in the car and drive back to Hattiesburg right now. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's the whole point. <laughs> You're hoping you would take the bait. <laughs> well, I, I tell you, you know, it's uh, it's obviously not uh, baseball slash softball season, but, you know, you, you think about those, in the moment, those rain delays, those lengthy weather delays, and you, you know, you've got some standing around and waiting with other sports too, of course, soccer I can be a part of that. I've I've been a part of my fair share of washouts for soccer, but I think I think those just those moments in between um, as many great people as there are, William Carey. I think yeah, I think those those little mundane, boring spots where you were kind of waiting for it to be over, waiting for the the game to get back going underway or waiting to hear when the start time was or the restart time. And, um, you know, at the time those were really frustrating, but yeah, looking back, those were, those were some of my favorite times, I think, and have become some of my favorite times just in broadcasting period. You don't miss the diet of coffee and M&Ms, do you, during the conference tournament? You know, Caleb, I I think I am, and Josh knows this too, Josh knows how many M&Ms I eat. I think I'm still recovering from how many pounds of m&ms <laughs> and cups of coffee i ate. that was 90 percent of my diet those those couple of weeks and I, I think i'm still on the mend never again not not gonna do that again <laughs> as long as we can help it ben thanks so much for joining us here tonight it was good to catch up with you and don't stay a stranger or don't be a stranger always a pleasure guys y'all right. have a great show all right thanks ben all right, that's Ben Milam. Glad to have him on revisiting us on Crusader Talk. On the other side of the timeout, Josh and I will break down some of the contests we saw over the last week. William Carey with some success and a couple of headlines to mention as well. More to come as Crusader Talk rolls on.
Talking everything William Carey University Athletics. This is Crusader Talk on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. We continue on Crusader Talk here on this Monday, October 23rd. Just wrapped up an interview with Ben Milam. Good to catch up with him. Got to talk to him more often. I love having him on the other side of the interview where you kind of make him squirm a little bit. With oh, yeah, some of the questions where he's the one receiving the questions. Yeah. Not the one getting to you know, send them out and just yeah. He's su- returned whatever. He's suffering for the calls down there in Boca. Right? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Taking one for the team. That's it. Oh, goodness. This is Crusader Talk, where we talk all things William Carey Athletics. It's your destination for news and analysis, if you even want to call it analysis. But nevertheless, we had a busy week for a lot of us in broadcasting, as well as the Crusaders at large. Josh, you were up to your neck in volleyball this past week, but uh, on the high school ranks. How was that, by the way? Oh, it was fantastic. We were up in uh, Oxford, Mississippi for that, and um, it was a tremendous event. Uh, you had multiple matches go five sets. 7A, first ever 7A championship. You had the underdog come back and win the last three sets in that match. So that was tremendous. Um, and I can't wait to talk to Coach Shirley about that and find out was she able to, uh, has she gone back and been able to take in any of that or has she, you know, kind of caught up on it at all? Because volleyball in Mississippi. Uh, part of the storyline of that week was just how much it has grown from basically three classifications, like a class one, four, a five, a to class one, four, five, six to one, two, three, four, five, six. Now you've got seven classifications. And so many of these schools are in their third year, fifth year, fourth year, second year. And some of them are playing for championships in their third year, for example, that's tremendous. You're really seeing the athleticism in that sport, and um, it's going to really benefit William Carey and others. And unfortunately, they're, somebody's got to be a loser in that. It's women's basketball. You're seeing players flock to volleyball and not so much in women's basketball. So, And you've been seeing that for years. The big three in Mississippi – uh, and then it trickles down from there. Go to your Floridas, your Georgias, your Texases for women's basketball recruiting and beyond. You're going to see that even more and more. So my question for you based on that, based on the seven classifications now in Mississippi, are there enough schools involved in volleyball to justify having seven classifications in the state championships? Oh, absolutely. It, it's tremendous. Everybody is – on the way that wants it to getting it. Um, and so you've just had um, exponential um, is not the right word, but, you know, doubled, tripled, quadrupled to right. where it was in the beginning. So all your small schools, um, you know, you had a championship with your uh, Newton County playing for a championship, St. Andrews, um, and the list goes on from there. But it had been dominated for so long by the Gulf Coast and by DeSoto County, North Mississippi. Right. North, the North Mississippi team still won six out of the seven championships. The only exception was Our Lady Academy, who won 16 championships. And here was probably the stat of the week. There was one particular match that is that is um, eluding me now. You had a program in their fifth year playing a program in their third year. Eight combined years of volleyball. Mm-hmm. Our Lady Academy 
has won 16 championships. So they were playing volleyball before it was cool, and they were winning class one each and every year against bigger schools because you had lumped in multiple classifications into that class one. OLA was dominating. 16 championships. Incredible. And again, only going to be, and you've got a, you've got Maya Favre playing down for OLA. That's Brett's niece or something like that. So, and she's a sophomore. That was the other incredible thing. Freshmen, sophomores, eighth graders, 5'10, 5'11, 6'1. Whereas maybe they just did dance or they did show choir and they just maybe didn't like basketball or didn't really get into basketball. They've gravitated to volleyball now. Mm hmm. And so you're like, where are they growing these athletes? Everywhere. And the other thing, too, the support for these programs, as far as fan support, is huge. To see just a a side person's video at the 7A championship on Thursday night of last week, it was a packed crowd full of students as well that were just absolutely lingering on every single point. So how does this tie into Kerry? You have Rhonda Shirley, who was wanting to bring that type of championship atmosphere to Kerry, has all types of ideas, has all types of ways to continue to um, brand, image, if you will, the sports complex there on campus um, for volleyball and to make that an elite environment. And when they win, they will draw a crowd. Where else can you go? What other, there's no other sport where a point is scored on every play. Ball's been in play, we've got points. Rally scoring. Every time the ball goes up, when it comes down, somebody's getting a point. So it is the most, you can make the argument, it is the most entertaining, high-energy sport that there is. It's incredible. You know, I, I never thought about it that way, that every time the ball's put in play, there's going to be a point one way or the other. Yeah, it's incredible. It, it, you know, it, uh, that, that, that's a fresh perspective on that for me because I, 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 I know volleyball, but I don't like follow it. You know, just personal. Okay, so this is the next thing on the list. This is the next this thing. This is the next thing, right? For for next year it, for you. This is the next. Come learn with us. Yeah, that's fine. But I, 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 I and I know the rules and everything. I know how it's how it works. I played it on the beach, things like that. But. I never processed in my mind that every time the ball is put in place, somebody's going to score. Well, and there's a learning curve for us in the broadcasting world. We're able to work our way into that sport, but the intricacies of the 5-1, of the uh, 4-2, of the different with two setters or one setter, and the way you're trying to run your offense and the way you're trying to keep the opponent from being able to stay on rhythm essentially and the word is escaping me but you're you're trying to not allow them you want to take away that top option right you want to take away their number one option Mm -hmm. and if you can do that um you've got a great keep them i guess essentially off rotation and again um the lingo is escaping me because of my mental fatigue but uh (laughs) with that said um tremendous tremendous um and the crowds now interesting side note about that the computer board of the AC unit in the arena went down on Thursday. No AC on Thursday. Mm. Brutal. I bet it they was. were there at 8 a.m. the following morning, popped a different board in, popped the other circuit board out. We were, we were cooking. Side note, that <laughs> happened at my house where the logic board <laughs> went bad. But the only reason it did was because a lizard 
got in there and made contact with the positive and negative. We found that sucker later, and it had a pure black line showing where he made the connection. And uh, it was funny when the guy came out and said, oh, I found your problem, and held up a fossilized lizard. Oh, goodness, we're off the rails now. All right, so volleyball, we can segue from that. William yeah. Carey with a pretty good week with volleyball, 2-0, and including a five-set victory over Mobile. And you talk about a come-from-behind win that Lewisburg had over Brandon in the 7A contest in high school. This was a, a pretty dominant effort from William Carey in set number one against Mobile. And then the Rams would kind of come back and kind of show their own dominance in a back-and-forth couple of sets, uh, but kind of cleared away toward the end. Well, you get to that fourth set. And it has been an absolute tennis match. I mean, back and forth, back and forth. Mobile gets to match point, 24 to 23. And the Crusaders rattle off three straight points to win set four and force the fifth. And that was, talking about high energy, an incredible change of direction for that entire match the rest of the way. And then in the fifth set, I mean, Kerry just did not look back. What did these wins, in your opinion, do to where they're headed? And we'll get Coach Shirley's take on this, but these are – I mean, I don't want to overhype it, but they're starting to believe a little bit. They're starting to see some of the fruits of their labor. What she's been preaching, some players in that program have not been able to uh, buy into that. Some are no longer with the program. That is natural anytime you have a coaching change. But the ones that are there are starting to win. They're starting to have moments like this that you're referencing. Do you think that this is a little bit of a turning of a corner? This is where the program needs to be headed for the longevity of it. And it's already you can already tell from some of the younger players that are out there right now that they're getting some playing time now. They're making meaningful contributions in the matches as well as the fact that they're winning some. You know, I faced some tough programs uh, over a week ago, but to finish off with two conference wins ahead of the tournament, you have a game Tuesday against Dillard, just kind of a true-up game before the pool play of the tournament starts. But it's a good spot to be in. It's a good general trend for William Carey Volleyball going forward. Uh, other things going on over this past week, we'll kind of touch on those maybe more in the fourth segment, but – Women's soccer, absolutely dominant. 9 nothing over Mobile. And then in a game where the men's team was shorthanded and very much uh, needing some of those extra players to help filter in, uh, lose 1-0 to Mobile. That was a very close, high-intensity game. couple chances for the Crusaders that included even a ball that rattled under the crossbar and over the line but did not go completely over the line for Kerry to get an equalizer goal. It was that type of match. So close. Wow. wow. But we'll uh, touch on that in the fourth segment. On the other side of the break, Coach Rhonda Shirley joins us to recap the past week of volleyball and look ahead to the conference tournament. We'll be right back with more Crusader Talk.
From the coaches to the student athletes and the fans that cheer them on. You're listening to Crusader Talk on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. Third segment of Crusader Talk. We've been having fun talking to Ben Milam, talking about volleyball. We're going to continue that conversation about volleyball. We've, we've talked about soccer enough over these past few weeks. we got a chance to now turn the page a little bit and discuss a little bit on the hardwood. Well, I just wanted to hear you re- – I was looking forward to you recapping the show coming into this segment because we had a fried lizard. Uh, we taught uh, <laughs> culinary delights in Boca Raton, snowbirds. It's been a little bit of everything. Yeah, if you missed those two segments, you can catch them on demand in podcast form if you're not already listening in podcast form. Wherever you get podcasts, Apple Music, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, you know, all those different things. I've got a story regarding a lizard or something like that. I'll tell y'all after the show. Okay. You'll laugh. It's not for air, but you'll laugh. Oh, okay. I was going to say, otherwise, we could catch it in the casserole segment of segment four. Uh, we, we might do that. We might do that. Uh, Coach Rhonda Shirley joins us here on Crusader Talk for the third segment. Coach, I, I know just hearing our musings coming out of the break, you, you may be thinking, what have I missed so far? But uh, yeah, right. things, things people have missed. Meanwhile, if they haven't been keeping touch with the volleyball program lately, there are a couple wins in the book, including a big one over Mobile in five sets. And, Coach, obviously you and I talked after that match, and it was a thriller. But for your program to go through that two-set stretch into the fourth set, it really was a treat to see how the Crusaders turned around from being down to match point to – coming through and winning that fourth one and then eventually the match. Right. Yeah, they've been really here in the stretch, I feel like, really showing a lot of character and resilience. And, you know, we've talked about that kind of all season is, um, you know, just taking pressure a little bit as a privilege and, you know, turning it into something great. And I really feel like they are – really starting to capitalize on that and really, um, you know, listening to the words I'm saying and kind of put them into form. Hey, Rhonda, Josh West here. You know, when we, when we visited, when I had a chance to jump in and fill in, we were talking about your vision. We were talking about this team growing up. Um, there were some wins that I had a chance to be able to watch there. And um, one of the things that a young team has to do is learn how to win. And there were some heartbreaking losses early that had similar things going on, second, third, fourth set. How has this team grown? How did they take those life lessons, those, shall you say, hard life lessons, and apply those to pulling out a win against Mobile? Yeah, and I and I do. I mean, those were tough ones early on. I, I could see it kind of take the wind a little bit out of their sails and thinking, oh, my gosh, are we going to be able to do this? And just really trying to um, make them understand that it's, you know, it's a step-by-step process. And if you continue to trust the process, um, continue to do the things that we're working on, they will turn into our favor. Uh, and I really feel like that came true against Mobile of, hey, let's stick to the game plan. Let's not deviate from that. Let's trust the process of the journey that we're on. And, and good things will happen. And I do think that they're finally seeing that. And I, and I reiterate to them all the time, doesn't always mean it's going to translate into a win. 
But more times than not, if we stick to it, we'll feel good about the outcome, whether it's a win or a loss. But eventually, it will be more wins than losses. And I, I really see that they are trusting that now and, and really kind of seeing the vision. Coach, over this past weekend, we were able to celebrate the senior class uh, for your team and it included three, one of which was uh, Elena Anderson, who just absolutely showed out against Mobile and also had a pretty good game or match, I should say, against Stillman. She has some of the most authoritative kills I've gotten to see in person in quite a while. And it earned her a big spot as the attacker of the week in the SSAC. I'm not going to say I called it, Coach, but I did say on the microphone <laughs> against Mobile, you're looking at your SSAC player of the week right there. What yeah. makes her so effective out there? Well, you know, I think that is one of the kids that I saw in the spring that I just saw, man, this kid's got a high ceiling. Um, her talent level has really not been tapped into yet. And she is one of the kids I feel like probably has trusted my process more than anybody. She's a competitor all through and through. I mean, if there's anybody on our team that is out there all the time to compete. And actually, the day before we played Mobile, I, I went up to her and I said, hey, I know been a long time since I've had you play all the way around. I said, but we're at that time of the season again where I really need you to be in the back row. Like, you can score from us for us, whether you're in the front row or the back row. Um, early on in the season, we really had to use her for that. It, it just kind of wore her out. Now that we have more people that we can turn to and don't always have to rely on her, it still gives us another threat. And like literally just two days before, I said, this is my vision where I need to put you back in the back row. I said, I think it's going to help us hopefully win this match, but I need you out there just from a, not just from a standpoint that we're going to give her every ball, but she just brings a level of confidence to the court. And the more I can have her out there, the more the, the team feeds off of her. And I'm glad I did that because I do think that that was a big part of our win against Mobile was having her um, in the front row and in the back row to, you know, to put some kills away for us. I mean, talk about a person who had eight service aces on the week, mm. you know, comparing or combining the Stillman and Mobile matches. She she really did get around well. And one other player that I, I thought about pointing out, and it's easy to mention Barbie Gedges and others that are uh, ones that are active in a huge role throughout the season. But one person that kind of caught my eye out of the blue was Sammy Wilson over the doubling oh, yeah. her kill total in just one week. Right. Yeah, you know what, Sammy, I mean, she was injured early on in the season and I think was a freshman that was kind of like once she got out of the boot and not injured was a little bit more, you know, just timid about going out there and you know, trying to do what we're asking because they're always so, you know, afraid of making that error and not being able to do what's asked of them. But, yeah, she is somebody that has really um, been playing with a lot of confidence. And, you know, right now, sometimes we don't use her all the way around. There's just a couple rotations where I'm just like, hey, right now, I need you to go out there in this rotation to help us side out a little bit sooner. Um, almost like a serving specialist per se she's kind of like an attacking side out specialist for us in a couple of rotations and she's doing her job and very effective and um and that's just building her confidence to where when i do play her um and start her she is 
being more effective. And again, maybe not just always putting the kills away, but she's playing with so much confidence that it doesn't cost us the airs either. And as a freshman, I'm, I've been impressed with her lately on just really, again, how she's buying into the kind of, you know, the vision of what's going on. Coach Shirley, Josh, again, you're, you're talking about um, this this team and the growth of this team. I'm thinking about with the confidence comes energy level, comes body language. It's always been good, okay? I want to preface that, that it's been good. But it, it has to be better, and it has to be even better, even things that we're not seeing as broadcasters and fans and parents and all. It, it's got to be good uh, in the locker room. It just going through the workouts and, and, and training, are you seeing that? Are, are you feeling a palpable energy shift? I am. I just think that they are coming in um, to the gym a little bit more. I think they're always excited about getting in the gym, but when they can see that their hard work is paying off, um, it just brings a little bit more air about them. And and I do see it. I, I can also hear it in the things they're saying on certain, you know, words they're using of like, you know, instead of like, we can do this, like, we will do this. It's just, there is a slight shift, um, obviously, in their mentality, which is in their confidence and how they carry themselves. And, you know, as coaches, we can kind of preach about it and we can lead that, but you know, not until your team kind of gets a little bit more player-led and they are saying those things without being, um, I guess, coached to say them is when you know it's kind of taking the turn. And, again, is it always going to translate into the big wins that you want? Maybe not. But I do feel like they are carrying themselves with a little bit more of an air of, like, we have the ability to produce and do the things that we are capable of. It's just you know, following through with those. But I do see a, a difference in them for sure, and just within the last couple of weeks. Coach Shirley, whereas at one point early in the season, you mentioned that confidence took a little bit of a dip in terms of, you know, is this going to work? I mean, we, we hope it does. We're, we're, we're staying committed, but needing to see some fruits of the labor now that has come. And so where you had simplified – to do that, you'd put a lot on them early. What building blocks are you starting to be able to reapply now, the next steps now that they've tasted some success? Yeah, I mean, I did. Like you said, I put a lot, I think, um, on them early, probably a little bit more than they were prepared for. Um, and then kind of, like you said, dialed back to the simplicity of it. But I'm seeing it more in you know, against Mobile, we went from doing like a triangle middle offense, the first um, three sets, and then we went back to a traditional offense in four because I could see that they were kind of honing in on what we were doing. And early on in the season, I could not have made that type of change without them being nervous and letting that consume them. And so now it is like I'm showing them I have the confidence in them. First, it's like them building their own confidence. But now they can see like, okay, coach trusts us. Like we, she trusts to make changes and she is not worried about how we're going to adapt to it. So I know that seems strange maybe to say. I think us as coaches like put confidence into them like early, but then they also, too, have to show their own confidence for us to build on that. And I do, I can see it where when I put somebody out there like Sammy, she's like, Coach Shirley has the confidence in me. And so 
I think that is like the next thing that they are seeing is I don't have to tell them. I just, I do things and they, I think they can see now where it's like, oh, she does. She totally believes in us. She has the confidence in us. And now that she has the confidence in us, which I always have, but they are now turning that into like, well, if she believes we can do it. We can do it. And so I think that that's just kind of the next thing that we're, that we're building upon and then, you know, it's just going to be little things here and, and there that we can continue to build on. But confidence is is a huge part of it, and there's just different layers to it. Coach Shirley, we are just about out of time here in the third segment, so we thank you so much for joining us. And uh, got a lot coming up for you. Game against Dillard at home on Tuesday. That's tomorrow night. And then a couple big conference games before pool play in the conference tournament starts. We appreciate all that you do for William Carey Volleyball and hope to have you back on the podcast again soon. Sounds great. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. That is Coach Rhonda Shirley, head coach of the William Carey Women's Volleyball Program. On the other side of the timeout, Josh and I will wrap things up with you. Also have our Seder of the Week to award as Crusader Talk continues. You're listening to Crusader Talk on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. Final segment with you on Crusader Talk as we have covered a lot of ground with volleyball and also caught up with Ben Milam earlier in the program and a little bit of everything else. And so got to do our due diligence and talk a little bit about soccer as we've kind of just breezed over the fact that William Carey's women's team was an absolute force against Mobile on I guess it was Saturday and Clayton Rush happy to uh, have had him on play-by-play for the first time uh, on a half of the match and then uh, I got a prompt text uh, as soon as I wrapped up at Stillman's uh, or the match against Stillman of when are you coming over here (laughs) so it was well in hand at the half Uh, it was I think four nil at the half and you know, people that were crossing the street or driving by in their cars, if they saw the scoreboard, they were hoping they were seeing the men's score. But unfortunately, it was just the women's, and the men lost 1-0. But in that women's match, by the way, just to kind of throw this out there, it, Clayton really brought a fresh perspective to what was happening uh, with all the subs that William Carey brought in. And it really shows you just how deep this Crusader team is. It's ridiculous. I, I'm telling you, the – twos if you want to even call them that uh the second string if you put out an entirely separate 11 for william carry apart from their starters on the field they would still finish third or better in the conference yes absolutely no question that it knows none of the seniors or typical starters you pull out people like zalma torres is not a starter right now and she was the junior college player of the year last year mm-hmm. that's that's like the one time I remember back in the day when uh, Alabama had just gotten uh, Mark Ingram the Heisman Trophy, and the next year Derrick Henry's the starter. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget Vern Lundquist saying on there, and now they're putting in their backup uh, running back, the Heisman Trophy winner. And right, and I believe I got that personnel right. It may have been Trent Richardson. I, I get all the mixed up it in my head. Pro- it was probably Vern. <laughs> But, you know, all of that said, putting in your backup running back, the Heisman Trophy winner, is about what it's like with William Carey subbing in players in women's soccer. It's just incredible to see 
you know, that entire second half is basically the future of the program. And especially some of those players are ones that are going to get quality minutes in the conference tournament and national tournament as the season moves along. So the Crusaders still ranked number one in women's soccer. The men, meanwhile, are likely to drop. They were steady at the number six spot, even with a one and one record over the previous week. Now with a loss to Mobile, will probably elevate Mobile to maybe one of those top eight spots that they're looking at. Kerry stays in the top ten, right? I would think the men would stay in the top 10. If not the top 10, they're in the top 16, which is kind of the the breakdown. The 8 and then the 16 are the ones that are hosts and have a certain number of games that they'll play in uh, with the postseason. And so with that, I'm pretty certain the Crusaders still have a host regional spot locked in from the men's side unless something crazy happens in the conference tournament. But even then, I'm – I'm doubtful that that would drop them out. But nevertheless, they're still going to play hard. Uh, they'll host on November the 2nd. They'll have a women's match at 1.30, men's match at 4. And the opponent is locked in, I believe, at Middle Georgia for the women. And I cannot remember off the top of my head which one the men will have. Uh, it may be determined based off the rest of the games. There's a couple of makeup games that are still being had. Uh, Mobile still has to play life, even though they just locked up the regular season conference title. Uh but that's kind of in a nutshell what we saw. And, Josh, the women were dominant. The men's game, you could just tell. There were players that were out there for the entire 90 minutes, just did not have a lot of gas in that tank. And you knew on a couple of those last few-minute opportunities they were going to be, it's either this or nothing. Like this is the moment that you have to capitalize on. You have that breakaway or you have a good pass coming toward the box. You have to put it in here, otherwise – you're not going to get that chance again. And Mobile did a great job of breaking up the passes in the middle. I mean, Carey barely got shots off there, especially in the first half. It was just one of those matches where William Carey just – it was bad timing of when the match fell and then also just a great showing for Mobile. Does this put a chip on their shoulder for the postseason? I, I would think, think it, it does. I think it could. Uh, it's all going to depend on when these guys get back healthy. Obviously, you're going to get back Dawes and Villarreal because they're off from uh, having red cards in the Dillard, or excuse me, not Dillard, Dalton State match. So they're going to be definitely ready to go, head full of steam, ready to go out there and compete. Uh, but the other guys, we saw Gio Soares uh, back from injury for just a couple minutes against Mobile in that late action. So we'll see him possibly with more playing time as the conference tournament begins here soon. And we'll see what other guys come back. Uh, Otherwise, our Crusader of the Week have to award that. And even before the conference announced uh, their awards and all that, I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Crusader of the Week had to be Elena Anderson. An absolute brilliant showing from the back line and the front of the net, as well as Coach Shirley pointed out in that interview. As a volleyball player, she has been terrific over this past week. Uh, Look at her totals uh, from the weekend. I mean, she had those service aces that I mentioned with Coach Shirley. And then to top it all off, just uh, I'm trying to pull it up real quick just so you can hear these numbers. Obviously, William Carey went 2-0 with her. 29 kills. That's the number I was looking for. 29 kills, 23 digs, 3 blocks. And 17 kills of those uh, came against Stillman. So still great stats even against a hot competitor like Mobile. Just an all-around great performance from her. 
Josh, I'll have to show you a clip later where she absolutely drilled a poor Stillman libero in the face. The audible slap of the ball is something to behold. Uh, but that's going to do it for us on Crusader Talk. We'll catch you again next week for our entire crew. He's Will Tony as well as Josh West. I'm Caleb Hemmel. Until next time, good night, God bless, and go Saders. Talk Mississippi Media Production.